today I my topic is called living to escape the days ahead living to escape the days ahead and I want to just make these few statements here living to be to escape the days ahead uh, when you begin any Bible study you must believe that the that your source is true when you believe when you begin any study let's just say if you re, if you are researching something if you are looking up any type of information so that you can get a better understanding of what it is you have to know that the source that you use is true you have to have confidence in your sources right that's why when you write in an essay or a paper your dissertation as you're graduating college amen they want references they want your resources at the end of it amen so that they can go back and check to make sure your resources are correct right so it is important that as you begin any time anything when it comes to the word of God, you have to know that the word is true, period. If you don't think the word is true, you will not believe anything anybody tell you that the Bible says. Why do I say that? I say that because you can go to a church and I can go to a church. Me and you both can hear the same scripture. And you're going to have a different interpretation and I'm going to have a different interpretation. The question is, who the interpretation is what God means? Some people interpret the Bible based upon their experience and what they're going through in their life because they cannot accept the truth about something. Right. So they'll change it to make it appeasing for them to accept. That makes sense. And another person would say, what? That's what God says. That's it. Cut and dry. It's important. I was tickled the other day when my wife told me she received a message that uh, a person who had befriended us on Facebook was mad at something that I said about immigration. Go figure. It should have been something I said about the Bible, but go figure. Immigration. So they be unfriended me. Because it offended them because they feel like since his family was an immigrant that we've contributed to this to the nation and we've done well missing the entire point of the post. The basic post was saying that when all of our government officials wanted to bring millions of immigrants into our country. Do why don't they realize that in bringing that million in, how it's going to strain social programs of their money? So those who've been on it, benefits are going to be cut as a relation to bringing a million more people and putting them on. I mean, a million dollars is a million dollars. So if you got a hundred thousand people pulling from a million. And then you add a million people pulling from a million. Everybody got a dollar a piece, whereas they had ten dollars a piece. So the strain of it hurts our government when they already a trillion dollars in the federal deficit. They spend money they don't even have. They can't even pay their own debt. The United States value rating credit worthiness has gone down twice in the last eight years so what does that mean that we're not paying our bills so if you don't pay your bill can you get credit no 
So what happens, and you can check it out, foreign governments end up buying our debt to give us money. Guess what happens when the foreign governments say it's time to pay? We're going to have to give up something. The same thing when your creditor comes knock on your door and say, you got to pay. What they going to do? They're going to tow your car off. They're going to put a sign on your house, say foreclosure sale in 30 days and auction that bad boy off and get as much as they can get out of it. And if you can't do what they get out of it, don't pay the balance off. Guess who got to pay it? You. So why am I saying that? You have to believe in it. Matthew 5 and 18 says this. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Jesus said that in Matthew 5. He says heaven and earth is going to pass away, but nothing in this word is going to pass away. It's not going to change. It don't change for Sally, Sue, Sassafras, and Jimmy Johnson. It don't change based upon your lifestyle. Don't you know that when you're ju- don't you know that when you're judged or when you're being judged by God that he's not going to judge you based upon your interpretation. We're not going to walk up to the throne of God with a notepad in our back pocket and pull it out and give God our case and say, well, this is what I use, God, to live my last 50 years. God going to say, okay, well, sit that aside. It, well, well, this is what I use. Yeah, I know, but 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 God, if if you don't use this, then I'm I'm in trouble. But God, well, well, of course, Angel, can you get the book and let's just knock this out right now, right? I don't know if there's gonna be this dialogue, but I do know the Bible says in the Book of Revelation that they're gonna pull out a book, the Book of Life, and to see if your name is written in it or if your name has been blotted out. You don't want your name to be blotted out because that tells you that you was once in the book and it's put a line through your name. You was once saved and they lined your name out. I don't know, people of God. It's easier to just follow what the word of God says. I'm not saying being holier than thou. I'm not saying always running scriptures when you when somebody asks you how you doing. Well, first John one and one says, in the beginning was the word. No, I'm saying believe the word, apply it to your life, be led of the spirit, and tell other people about God. It's simple. Luke sixteen and seventeen says, as it is, it is. Excuse me at. At it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fill. Why am I saying this? Because I want you to know that what I read in the Bible tonight, there are many people rising up now and say the Bible is antiquated and it doesn't mean what it meant back in the old days when it was first written, which gives them the right to change it to appease what they want done today. You cannot believe that. You better take the word for what it is. With today's body of Christ, it is it is so many beliefs that cause many to turn away and all of the beliefs that cause people to sin against God are not from the Bible, but from Satan. Let me read that. With today's body of Christ, there are so many beliefs 
that caused many to turn away from God and all the beliefs that cause people to sin against God are not from the Bible, but from Satan, Satan using people to further his agenda. You might believe it, but my encouragement to you is that whatever belief you stand on, make sure it lines up with the word of God, period. Second Timothy 2, 4, 1 through 5. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Second Timothy 4, 1 through 5. It starts out by saying, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. Here's Paul talking to Timothy, right? Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke and encourage your people with good what? teaching for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear that sounds like what's taking place today they will reject truth and chase after myths but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. And then Paul goes on to say, as for my life, it's already been poured out. He goes on. He's been offered. He know what his end was going to be. What is Paul saying? There's going to be a time where people will reject the truth and chase after myths. The book of John says, Jesus read, this is what Jesus says, sanctify them by thy truth. And then he says, for thy word is truth. So if people turn from truth, what are they turning from? The word of God. And they would rather believe myths, that stuff people make up, than the truth of God. Why? Because the truth convicts. The, the truth makes them feel bad. And nobody wants to feel bad. Like the gentleman who unfriended me. I was He saved me one name to delete because I was getting ready to do a cleanup anyway. So he missed an important message by getting offended that I talked or made a comment by he was guilty of it. You know, he was offended. See, there's many offenses that take place in the world. Why you think 0.01% of the population who are transgender want so many changes in the law? Because they're offended that they got to be called a boy when they're a girl or a girl when they're a boy or use a boy restroom when they want to be a girl or use a girl's restroom when they want to be a boy. They offended. But what 
interesting to today is they have been preparing for their attack. They have people now. There's a, a principal in San Francisco who told his teachers this school year do not refer to students as male or boy or girls use non-gender terms in elementary school principals so they're preparing kids already to go sexless meaning male or female it's whatever you feel but i read something today you can feel whatever you want to feel, but the chromosomes don't lie. Go figure. It's either XX or XY. So go to the doctor, get a blood test, let them find that I'm count your chromosomes and tell you what's at the end. Or X or Y. Am I right about it? X or Y. If you're Y, you what it says. And if you're X, you what it says. So God don't make no mistakes. First Thessalonians four. Y'all stirred me up tonight. <laughs> First Thessalonians four. You had a question, comment that you wanted to make, sister. Just like you, you're handsome. I said, but you do nothing for me. 
And he was like, whoa, Michelle. I said, no, I'm just saying. That's why. That's where I'm at because at the end result, it's not about offending my father. You know, I'm. You know, it's even for yourself, respecting yourself. I said, respecting the marriage that you're in. I said, but if you want to go to God, then it's like, if I want to add God in it, then it's like, I got to see my father. Mm-hmm. I got to see, I don't want to miss heaven for a piece of whatever. And he was like, ooh, Mr. I don't know. He said, I'm, he said, I'm just like that. He said, I'm, he said, all men, you know, and I said, I don't, all men are not like that. And so we was going back and forth. But I just saying that to say the mind of what he was thinking. He was really trying to convince me that he was right, that all men um, have this desire to want to cheat and that they, they don't have, it's, 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 it's so in them that it's like, he said, like if a woman, because I was telling about a young guy came to, came, one of the customers said to me Saturday, stood back and he said, you know, you're beautiful. You know, your skin, I'm looking at you just naturally, you're beautiful. And I said, it did nothing for me. I said, okay, then how do you want your money back? He, and he was like, now see, if that had been me, Girl would walk up to me. He's about. I'd be like, "What? What you doing tonight? What? 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 What can we do? You know?" And all he's thinking about is sex. That's what he said. And my mind just, it just. Pew. I'm like, you realize what you're saying to me? But anywho, I'm just saying that to say, in these last days, how how the 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 mind is so twisted that if I wasn't a Christian and if I didn't know the word. I could easily fall in that and say, you know what, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And be going with that. But I thank God that my mind is not there, that it's, it's, it's built on, I got to see my father. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, no, no, it's no if and buts about it. I got to stand before my father. I want to see him. I, I want to enter in. Exactly. But I don't want to be left on his earth. And he even couldn't even grasp that. But I just, the mind, I just was just sick with his mind. Well, that's where the God of this world blinds the mind of, of the people that are of this world, right? That's what we have to remember. And what what's interesting in the statement that you're saying is is this right here. If God tells us to abstain from sexual immorality and, a, and his creation says, but I can't help myself. If God says abstains, that means he has placed in you the ability to abstain from sexual immorality. He didn't curse you with it, right? The world has made it worse than with it. Really, sex was intended for within the marriage union and not outside of it. Inside the marriage union, there's nothing wrong with it. Outside, there is. It's so many. That's a deep topic for another day for another day but that's a good that's a good quote that's a good statement he only created that's, that's, that's there you go and then god said it's not good for man to what be alone he already knew the innate the in the nature of sin see all that mindset was unleashed at the bite of the apple well the bite of the forbidden fruit that's what happened in those days evil imaginations and thoughts continually as a result of the bite of the forbidden fruit times and 
time societies and cultures have gotten worse and worse over time because sin increases the more people resist God. And if you look at through history, at the beginning of the church, all the way through history, the book of Acts was the height of the church, the height of the anointing and the move of God on the earth through the church. As years went through Roman Empire, Jewish customs and all the other things that was taking place. You'll see that the power of the church diminished. Look into the years that you've been born from the time you were born. When you were a kid, if you're in the in your 50s, people were more serious about the Lord 50 years ago than they are today. You know, people were more more inundated with Bible scripture. They knew the word. They had a relationship. They were walking up right before God more increasingly uh, effectively than people are doing today. People believe what the word says. Now they believe what they want to believe because knowledge intellect has come in and has changed a lot of things for people and sin has a part in that sin has a part in that amen let's read first thessalonians 4 1 through 5 excuse me 1 through 12 first thessalonians finally dear brothers and sisters we urge you in the name of the lord we're talking about tonight living to escape the days ahead we urge you in the name of the lord jesus to live in a way that pleases god as we have taught you this is paul talking to the thessalonian church right you live this way already and we encourage you to do so even more we know you're living this way but i want to encourage you to be more persistent in doing what we've taught you the word of God. Verse two, for you remember what we taught you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. God's will is for you to be what? Holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. He called you to be holy. That's God's will to stay away from all sexual sin. You can bring that scripture to him tomorrow. Then each of you will control his own body. See, see, see here, you see the and live in holiness and honor. The, 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 the contrary point in this scripture is this. If I don't stay away from sexual sin, then I lose control of my own body. Because this says if I stay away from it, then each of you will control his own body and live holiness and in honor. Not in lustful passions, like that young man was saying, like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. So if they choose to go outside of holiness and honor, then they are like the pagans of this world. Well, who are the pagans? People who are of the devil, sinners, people who have not been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, pagans, devil worshipers, those who serve Satan and his kingdom. Verse six, 
never harm or cheat a Christian brother in this manner by violating his wife. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. But we do. Excuse me, but we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other for God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even the more. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business. I can give that scripture to somebody today and working with your hands. Just as we instructed you before, if you do that, verse 12 says, then people who are not Christians will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on others. Period. That makes sense. Make it your goal to live a quiet life. King James says this, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, then people will respect you and you won't have to depend on nobody else. That's good scripture. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, beginning at the first verse, says, now concerning how and when all this will happen. Now, before this, they went in and talked about the rapture that was going to be taking place, how the dead in Christ shall rise and those who remain shall be caught up. That's the that's verse 13 of the fourth chapter on through the end of that chapter. Amen. Five chapter five picks up now concerning how and when all this will happen. He's talking about the previous verses, brothers and sisters. We don't really need to write you for, you know, quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. That means you don't know when the day of the Lord is going to be. It's going to catch you off guard. It's going to come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. You've locked your doors. You've locked your screen. You put the nightlight on. You're going to bed in peace. And then you hear somebody coming through your door unexpectedly that's how the day of the lord is going to catch people who are not prepared for it it's like the five wise and a, and the and the five foolish virgins going and preparing themselves for when the bridegroom come the bridegroom represents jesus coming to back coming back the 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 foolish the virgins represents the church five foolish and five wise the five wise went into their tents to wait for the bridegroom. The five foolish did the same. But when the bridegroom came calling, the five wise virgins turned their lamps on to go out to meet the bridegroom. And the five foolish virgins lamp had run out of oil. So they was asking the five wise virgins, can we have some of your oil? And they said, 
No, you cannot, because if I give you some, I'm not going to have enough. Go to the store and get you some. So they left and went to the store, came back, and a bridegroom had gone and shut the door like a thief in the night. You got to be prepared. Why? Live like first. Live how you've been taught. Open up the Bible. Follow what the word says. Allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you, to teach you. He's not a convicting Holy Spirit, but he will challenge your thoughts and your desires and your beliefs. He will make. He will reveal to you the error of your ways. And at the point of the revealing is your choice to say. I repent. Or you will ignore it. It's the option at that point. Look at verse 3. Chapter 5. First Thessalonians. When people are saying everything is peaceful and secure. Then disaster will fall on them. As suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin. And there will be no escape. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear headed. Be clear headed, protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Did you get that? So here is a scripture you can use to to justify pre-tribulation rapture. He chose to save us through Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Tribulation period is is God's is the representation of God's anger being poured out upon the world. If he saved us by Jesus Christ and allowed us to go through the tribulation period, then we then what this scripture is saying is not truth. But the word of God is truth. So if I'm saved by Jesus Christ, then I won't go through the wrath of God's anger that he's going to pour out. You got to understand that Jesus died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. Dear brothers and sister, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Well, some of them do. And I'm going to stop there because I was going to stop at 12. Amen. What am I saying? There are some things that you have to be doing to escape the days ahead. And the easiest way to put it is to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Well, how do I do that? Well, you have to pray, right? You have to get into the word of God and you have to ask God to help you to understand what the word is saying when you don't understand what the word is saying. Okay. And once you understand it, Make the choice to obey what the word says. Once you obey 
it becomes easy. Well, it's hard to live this life. It's only hard if you haven't made up your mind. If you hadn't made the decision that I'm going to follow what the scripture says. When you want to live two ways, that makes it difficult. It's like living. It's like being. <laughs> it's like trying to kick a drug habit. One day you own drugs. The next day you're not. The next day you get back on it. The next day you're not. The next day you stop. The next day you're not. When will you kick it? You can't. You're just a a, a a double-minded person who's unstable in all their ways. You never get your deliverance. You never get strongholds broken when you can't make up your mind to follow God. You never get set free. You never get doors open. You never get breakthrough. You can get superficial breakthrough. You can get fake doors. The enemy comes in and just run havoc in your life. I was telling somebody today, there's, there's, Satan know how to bless people too, to keep you trapped and stuff. So he'll open the door and give you the door just to keep you in your mess. He don't have no problem tricking you and deceiving you. He don't have no problem sending Susie Lou. He says, hey, that's it. He don't have no problem giving you that new job, making more money. God gave me a double income, but now you're working 70 hours a week. Can't even go to church no more. That ain't no blessing. Come on, open your eyes. Live as people of the light, not of darkness. People of the light are those who are following after what Christ says. Jesus said, let your light so shine bright so that men can see you. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Don't cover yourself up because the world is dark. Darkness represents sin. Darkness represents people, um, the, the world environment, the way of Satan, darkness. He's about darkness. He keeps us in darkness. When you don't have knowledge, you're in darkness about a certain thing. But the moment you come to knowledge, your mind has been enlightened. The light comes on. It's like a bright light comes on in cartoons. The light bulb just pop on. You're like, huh, now that's an idea. That's a light coming on. I see it now. One of my old pastors used to say this here. People cannot see until they can see. Can't see till you can see. But the only way you can see is get in the light. When you're in the light, there's so many benefits. God talks to you like you, you're not a servant anymore, but you're a friend. And he says, a friend, he lets them know what's coming. He tells them ahead of time. He speaks to you and say, now watch out. You know, he starts touching the inner parts of your soul and make you say, make you start feeling like something's about to happen. And he'll tell you to change a certain way or come in a little bit closer. Come pray to me. Let me reveal some more to you. He began to talk to you. The Holy Spirit began to move upon you and direct you and lead you and talk to you so that you can be aware of the pending danger. And guess what, my brothers and sisters? I've been feeling something in the air myself. It's some things that probably going to get ready to be happening. And I want to let you know that the only way you'll know of these things and be prepared of these things is if you're in the right place. The place of light with God, the place of the kingdom, the place of the will of God for your life. We're talking about living 
to escape the days ahead, you heard it. First Thessalonians 4, First Thessalonians 5, First Timothy. Amen. Second Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Go back and read there. Jesus says in Matthew 5 and 16, let your light so shine bright before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. John 12 and 35 says this. Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. That's the truth. Second Peter 1 and 19 says this. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in darkness until that day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Well, who is the day star? Jesus Christ. Because eventually when you go into the light and you read the word and you allow the word to come into to your life. The more darkness goes away in your life, the more tendencies to want to displease God diminish and the more of the desire to please God increases in your life. That's how it works. Well, I'm struggling. Get in the word. Get more in God. Get closer in. Pull in closer. The Holy Spirit is going to talk to you. He's going to tell you what you need to do. Just say yes to him. Just say yes to him. Just say yes to him. Well, Father God, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for your people that have tuned in tonight and those who are here with us tonight. I thank you that your word is what it is. It's your word. It is truth. It is not a lie. It will never change. It is what it is. You said that you watch over your word to see that it accomplished what you sent it to do. Uh, Isaiah says when your word goes out, it will all it will never return void, but it will accomplish. It will accomplish. It will accomplish everything that you have sent it to do. David said, hide the word in your heart. So that you might not sin against it, you have to know the word. So help us, dear God. To get in the word, to hide it in our hearts, to allow it to govern our desires, our questions, our answers, our decisions, our future goals and what we desire in our lives. Let the word be the governing force in our lives so that everything we choose to do will be pleasing unto you and help us to not count as slack when people come to us and tell us something about what God says or what the word says, even if we don't feel like they should say it or it's not appropriate for a situation. The fact that they ask us means that they want to know. And it tells us, God, that people really don't want to know what you say. But I say, God, that if we are true believers, how else can we give advice except we give what you tell us to give them? And that is the truth. So I pray today that you would give us courage to speak truth in unpopular situations. Even if we are looked at funny, even if we are the, can become the laughing stock of the room or the place, we stand on truth because truth is truth no matter what. So tonight I speak peace over your people that the word that has been shared will go in good soil. And bring up corresponding fruit. That when people of the world see it. They will inquire the why. 
And we will have the answer that they need to hear by pointing them to Jesus. I pray for those tonight and you that if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to accept him tonight before we get off this air. So if that is you, if you have never, if you know that if Jesus came back tonight in the next five minutes, that you would not go back with him. I'm talking to you tonight. Romans 3 and 16 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. St. John 3 and 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him, believes in him, believeth in him, shall have eternal life, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. So tonight, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me tonight. Father God, in Jesus name, I come to you asking you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. I repent. I give it up to you. I ask you to come into my heart to be Lord of my life. For I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross. And he was buried. And on the third day he rose again so that I might have life. So Jesus, I ask you to become Lord over my life. Teach me your ways. Teach me how to live it. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.